Yeah, there was there was really, you know, for this game, there was really no chance of him getting out there. Um, you know, we'll see how he is this week. Obviously, you know, if we play Saturday or Sunday, it, you know, it all depends. But um, he'll do everything he can to try to get back out there if possible. Um, if not, CJ will be ready to go, and, and we'll have Matt ready. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. That the voice of Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson. Poor Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I kind of like did the bit last week when Lawrence was going to uh, was going to miss Jacksonville. So it turned out to be a 26-0 shutout over the worst team in the league, the Carolina Panthers. How bad are the Carolina Panthers, you ask? Well, bad enough that they got shut out by C.J. Beathard. And then the owner did like the Real Housewives of Charlotte routine and threw a drink in someone's face. I mean, really, who throws a drink? I guess someone worth like $300 billion, whatever, David Tepper, 20 billion, whatever it is, $20 billion for uh, for Panthers owner David Tepper. So Lawrence is really like up against it physically. And it is worth noting, like practice yesterday and the practice reports from uh, teams on the East Coast are coming in now. And Lawrence, for the second consecutive day, practiced for a limited, in a limited fashion. And James Palmer of NFL Media uh, tweeting moments ago that the reports were that Lawrence was throwing the football, quote, pretty good that Lawrence looked insert like your best Larry David voice like a uh, pretty pretty good Trevor Lawrence looked throwing the football worth noting uh Adam Chernoff who joined us in the last segment Churn definitely talks to a lot of people that bet professionally he's part of a group that bets professionally I think it goes noted when Churn says that he has heard from people and like he do- this doesn't have to be right just that I don't think Churn would ever say this unless like he felt like it was probably right that the Lawrence stuff is like is bad and that he's hurt like worse than people are letting on and they'll shoot him with Patoradol and he's a bit a strapping young man and I'm sure Trevor Lawrence will be out there giving it his all hashtag giving it his all it's a great broadcaster cliche giving it his all coming up on Sunday but I how healthy is this dude gonna be also like we we all thought when Christian Kirk got hurt on Monday Night Football on the first play of the game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, I thought this dude, like, it looked like a groin injury. They're calling it a core muscle injury. Like, I'd probably never walk again if I were Christian Kirk. And now, like, a month later, this dude's going to play in, like, a must-win game. I know he practiced in a limited fashion. I I don't know if we're going to see Christian Kirk. And if we do, like, what level of effectiveness is he going to be at here? And that gets us to the game here, like the point spread of this game, Jacksonville at Tennessee. And, you know, I talked about the move with Churn. You know, Jaguars were a five-and-a-half-point favorite, and Ken and I both telling you on the show earlier this week that at six, we would definitely be on the Tennessee Titans. We were hoping to get a bump up to six once it was announced that Lawrence would be playing. Uh, That will not be the case because the point spread has crashed down to three-and-a-half. And honestly, maybe it should go down a little more. Maybe Jacksonville should only be a three-point favorite in this game. Just the thought that Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, after six weeks straight of uninspired play, and I get it. They shut out the Panthers this past Sunday. I understand. Also, it's the frickin' Carolina Panthers. I get it. Whatever. We just think that the Jags are going to roll out of bed here and just, like, dominate this game win the game by margin, win the game by four points, six points, seven points. I guess like Jaguars three, maybe maybe we could have a conversation about betting Jacksonville at this point spread right now against the head coach on the other side, Mike Vrabel, one of the best underdog head coaches we've seen in the National Football League in a really, really, really long time, who will tell anyone with ears that'll listen that he wants his team to play spoiler. 
in the likely franchise finale for Derrick Henry, in the likely franchise finale for Ryan Tannehill playing at home. Titans going to roll over for this Jaguars team and just let their division rival waltz on to an AFC South championship. In the immortal words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, eh, eh. tighten up. Titans plus three and a half for your boy coming up on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, our pal Will Brinson is back with us now. Hello, Will. Hey, buddy. Uh, I had a I had CBS Sports Network on. Will was just on CBS Sports Network. I had it on during the break. You're talking NFL awards. That looked like a like a pretty fun segment, man. That looked like good stuff. It was. It was. Um, you know, I sort of not gonna lie. Pull back the curtain here a bit. Uh, by the way, uh, real quickly before I before I discuss that, I I also think uh, underrated factor in this Jaguars Titans game last year the Jaguars, um, what did last year that they ruined the Titans season? Did they knock the play? Did they? Am I wrong? Did they knock the Titans out of the playoffs? And in... was it last year? I don't know if it was last year. Maybe it was last it year. Was... Week seventeen last year, maybe. Well, no, because the Titans finished seven. Oh yeah, it was week seventeen. Right? No, it, no Jagu- it was week 18, and Dobbs started the game. It was week 18 last year. It was the AFC yeah, South yeah, Championship yeah, 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 game, yeah. and the Jaguars beat them. Yeah. I don't know why I thought but the Titans finished. Any, anyway, point being is, I think this is a spot, this is a variable spot to ruin Doug Peterson's year. Like, ruin his season, ruin his year. And you see the line crash. It reeks of Lawrence not playing. But, yeah, the awards uh, idea. Uh, oh, I think Lawrence somebody... is going to play, by the way. I think that move is just like organic interest in the Titans. I think Lawrence oh, is going to oh, play. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. Okay. Christian Kirk, $3,000 on DraftKings this week. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I would never, ever play Christian Kirk on DFS this week. And I guess we It'll can be say t- that, that dirty word that you just said because we're talking about daily fantasy, not about betting on sports. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean it. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. Not, yeah. BetMGM yeah, does not offer DFS. Fantasy. Not not yet. All, be, all good. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I can't legally bet North Carolina yet. What are we waiting for? It's supposed to be legal on Monday. Guys, get it together. There's says what by were you going to say about – what were you going to say about awards? And yeah, like Christian Kirk. Oh could yeah, be yeah. Like, you and I were talking I, I about doing three, award. and I wouldn't play him. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you and I were talking about an awards discussion, and you know, producer was like, "Hey, what do you want to talk about in this second segment you're doing on Sports Network today?" I was like, "How about a, how about awards? <laughs> They're a hot topic right now." Uh, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, and I was on. What was it? Two weeks ago when I was on here, and you guys were like. Hey, what do you think about Joe Flacco comeback player of the year? I was like, I mean, I think he should get it over Hamlin. And you, you guys are like salivating, like clipping. We clip love it. Yes, because we win a lot if that happens. Yes, we would love for that to happen. I love that you said. What do you that. have? What, what's the best number you have Flacco at? I, something like I don't even want to say it out loud because it's absolutely ridiculous. Is it like? Is it? Is it? Uh, th- is it three digits or two digits? Uh, I have a three digit, and I have some Ooh. two also. Yeah. So in other Please. words, like he got the three. I am curious. I mean, I mean, like I, like I, I, I always joke, like I don't listen to your show. But I mean, like yeah, when you do, when you do a, when you do, when you do multiple hours of content per day. Yeah, no it one. Is yes, tough here's to, the dirty little secret: no one listens to anything. When you do this for a living, you don't listen to anything else because, like, it's your job. It'd be like, like right. who, like, it's like, does a plumber want to come home and fix his own toilet? Like, I mean, right. no. I mean, like, when you, host, <laughs> I do a four-hour show. Do you think I'm listening to like another four-hour show? So, like, no offense is taken there. Also, I don't listen to right. your show or anyone else's show. And like, and, and that's yeah. just how it works in the content business. Yeah, like, I mean, for me, it's like during the season. 
if it's like Monday night and I want to, you know, like I'm like, I don't know if it's something what I want to bet on. Like, and I see a tweet, like I'll, I'll be like, oh, I'll fire up Nick and Ken and, and listen to it. But yeah, by and large, it's, I mean, it's also, you know, we, we've all got lives and people we have to deal with outside of, you know, work. So you do like four hours of content and then, you know, I mean, you've got, you know, you've got a, you've got a, you're, you know, you've got a, a, a lovely wife with a, who's, Hormones are probably wife. completely in check. Yeah, I mean, like, yes, totally. which, is, which is yes, that is my real full time job. Is like his husband is right. my actual full time job, not this. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, like all that factors into it. Yeah, I got a ten year old, all that. Right, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, the question was with Flacco. Were y'all? Were you thinking? At what point did you start to think, man, this guy could play well enough? to actually steal this award. Now, I'll be clear. I don't think he's going to – I think that the voters will be – and I don't want to – I jokingly called Pete Prisco spineless on uh, on HQ, on, on CBS Sports Network just now, which uh, – for because I think that I think that everyone – Pete actually is the one guy who might vote for Flacco and just be like, I don't care. That's who I'm voting for. I think that a lot of voters will not want to be known as someone who didn't vote for DeMar Hamlin. Oh, I, 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 I think it, I think it might be, I think it might be close. And we talked about this yesterday on the show. Like, I'll, I'll create a scenario for you. Like, what happens if so Flacco's not playing this week? Obviously, the Browns are locked into the five seed. Neither is Demar Hamlin. Well, neither is Demar Hamlin. He's barely played all season. Like, but yes, you're right. Uh, you're 100 percent right. What, what happens if and when Baker Mayfield revenge game? Against his former one of his former teams, the Carolina Panthers, nukes yeah. the Panthers on Sunday. Tampa wins the NFC South. Like, I mean, he's going to get a ton of credit if and when that happens. Like, and Baker's price is really long right now. So, like, I, yep. I don't know how this is going to shake out. I'm hoping that Hamlin does not win the award and that either Baker or Flacco wins. We've talked about this a lot over the course of the season. Look, maybe we're the Joker when it's all said and done, and we just want to see the world burn when Hamlin wins the well, award. We'll see. Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you'll you'll remember this when I bring it up. But I mean, I distinctly remember tra- being traveling and doing because it was the week that Joe Burrow injured his calf in in training camp. I was filling in for Ken, and we were hosting all week, and we did Kian. an awards segment. Did I say Ken? I was I was fill, you I was f- f- filling, filling in for Ken. Filling in for- Feeling it for Ken. For Kenny Lockerson. For Ken. Kenny uh, Pickett. No, but um, we did a segment on awards. And I remember the conversation you and I had on the phone talking about it beforehand. And we're like, do we want to talk about comeback player of the year? And I was like, yeah, there's definitely some longer shots. Cause I, I threw out Jamal Adams as a guy who could impact the Seattle defense. And oh, he did but negatively. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, he's like one, right? I don't think you could have even gotten Flacco before the season. Well, he wasn't on a, he wasn't on a team. So yeah, That's there's what no I'm way. Saying. Yeah. he was on his couch. Right. Um, but my point being is that, you and I both believed before the season began that DeMar Hamlin was rightfully installed as the favorite because he was alive correct. and not he didn't dead. Die. Yeah. He didn't correct. die. But yeah. and And God bless him for we, that. Yeah. But there's a there's a there's a way to recognize his lack of death, his his livelihood. Yes, if his you life, will. I think life. His yes, his, his him being alive. I think would be a better way to put it than his lack. His lack of death. I would. I would venture. Let me. Let me. Let me. I'll rephrase this so it's less offensive. I think that there is a pretty good chance that Demar Hamlin is fine not winning the comeback player of the year award. 
that he's like, I oh. don't want. I, he's like, he's like, if he I has he's any like, perspective, he should be. Yeah, like he's alive. Like who cares? A comeback player of the year. But but to me, to me, the comeback player of the year is it, it's not like Demar Hamlin didn't come back and play amazing football. Like the award, this is a very unique circumstance, of course. But it's like to come back and to play football in a meaningful way on the field. Alex Smith was going to win it if he took one snap after that near life threatening leg surgery, too. He ended up playing some football, though. And so it felt that that was fine. And, and like, he was and a like slam dunk. Good football. Like they went to the good playoffs football, right. that year. Now, Heineke yeah. ended up starting the playoff game against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. But I mean, they still, like, they won that game on Monday night against the Steelers that Ken and I lost like a wheelbarrow of money on. I still remember it. That might have been like right. a Tuesday night COVID game, like that Steelers Washington <laughs> game back in 2020. Well, but remember, like, Alex Smith, it was like every snap he took, you were holding your breath thinking, my God, I cannot have an offensive lineman yeah. roll back near this guy's leg, and we have Theisman 2.0. With DeMar Hamlin, it's like he's he's been out there as a pump protector and is sort of messed up. Like he, It's awesome that he's out there. It's great. It really is. But to me, the the, the award should be grounded in the idea that you come back from something to play meaningful football. And, and sometimes this award has been, you come back from being bad. Like, like Geno Smith Rivers, last year. Right. Geno Smith came back from being Geno Smith. Or like Baker Mayfield would be like coming back from being bad. Yeah, Baker, Baker never got hurt. He just was the number one pick, took his team to the playoffs, got kicked to the curb for Deshaun Watson, played for a terrible Panthers team and a terrible coach, and is coming back from that. Like Philip Rivers in, yeah, Philip Rivers in 2012 threw a ton of interceptions. I think it was like the final year of North Turner. I can't remember what it was, but then 2013, one comeback player of the year award, and I think he was even said, "What? What? What? I don't want to. I don't think he even showed up for the award because he was so offended by it." Like coming back from turnovers. I'm trying, I'm trying to see if I could if I could find this here. Uh, yeah, it's a, that is so funny. Rivers comeback player of the year. And his stats weren't even bad in 2012, which is like, to your no, point. They, so like, so he like, just, he just so, led the league in picks and fumbles, and they, they, there was nobody else in 2013 who warranted it. Well, it's, you know, it's funny because, you know, everyone likes to say Eli Manning would lead the league in picks. Phillip Rivers did also, and Eli has two rings. Uh, also, Rivers went to NC State, and he's a big loser. Like, Will. I hope DeMar uh, Hamlin who, who wins you and you don't win any money off Joe Flacco. Who do you... Well, give me like 10 because we're coming up at the end of the segment here. Like, yeah, who do you actually think is going to win? And we'll ask Pete who he's voting for, but who do you think is going to win? I think DeMar Hamlin will win because when it push comes to shove and voters are choosing between DeMar Hamlin and Joe Flacco, it's, it's just, it is unfortunately an easy cop out to say, because sometimes the, it gets leaked who voted for who. Like, those, yeah. those awards come out after the thing. And I think a lot of people are not going to want to be like, I voted for Joe Flacco for winning four games late over the guy who died, nearly died. I, I don't know. I feel like it's more gutsy to do that, honestly, than the other way. I think, people, like, scared. I think Pete, will be, scared a, Pete will be a good God. tell. Pete will be a good tell as to what some of these voters will do. Well, we'll find out if Pete's spineless. Coming up in 25 minutes to start hour number three. But coming up next, we'll whip around the NFL. We'll get all the Week 18 analysis and thoughts from our pal, Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Balding. Or don't miss it, Baldy joins Nick and Will. Coming up right after this.